and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Brown. Hey, what's up at Dynasty Madman? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Shane Manila. Well, it's that Shane is the worst at the Twitter. <laughs> um, although, I'm not going to lie to you. I was thinking about changing my handle again yay you need to think you have to, dude think listen, marketing it has think... to be something like and happier you're 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 one of the people i look to when i think about optimism and how can you make your fucking football team better and oh, i'm okay. optimistic well, yeah. i'm gonna make some trades shane is the worst just does not put you in the right light i'm sorry man it doesn't you got to come up with something more positive and so, punch people yeah. in the mouth with it I, I don't know if you guys heard but uh it was announced uh, the other day. I'm actually, uh, I've joined DLF as a writer. Oh, congratulations. Good for you, man. That's and awesome. Good writer, Shane. Uh, the introduction, part of the introduction tweet was something like, you know, Shane brings something, something, something. And, and snark. snark. And I was like, <laughs> that was you accurate. know what? I think I might change it to like, Shane is snark. Um, <laughs> I like it. That's true, man. Yeah. That was a true comment about you. And it's a positive thing. And I like it. I do too. I might, you know, I don't know how people feel if I keep changing my goddamn handle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shane is the worst is a lie. So just go with Shane. Shane is snark because that is true. You're not the worst, not even close. And congratulations, by the way. I know that's something that you like to do. You're good at, really good at writing. You could write for anyone. Um, I know you wanted to do this and, and congratulations to you. You've been writing for Fantasy Pros. Uh, yeah, man. Good for you, dude. Your writing needs to get out there. It's really good stuff. I appreciate that. And just, I got to make sure I don't mess up and say the handle is Shane is Snarf. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, you about the Smurfs? <laughs> no, wasn't that the Thundercat? Snarf. Oh, yeah. Snarf, 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 Snarf. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Right. I could see that on a shirt, though. That's the kind of name that would, uh, you know, that you snark. could make a shirt with, you know? <laughs> Yeah, we'll do a shirt. But that's pretty cool. Congratulations, dude. Um, you know, and, and so do you start right away? Have you already started? When's your first article going to come out and stuff? Um, well, funny story. Um, you should write um, it naked. That <laughs> night I actually emailed, you know, the content bosses over there. And I'm like, hey, I have this idea for an article. You know, is it cool if I write it? So like 24 hours goes by and I didn't hear back. I'm like, uh-oh. Well, that's weird. Um, they hate you already. Right. No. So then, uh, <laughs> you know, then I got the Gmail alert that, you know, the email you sent this to doesn't exist. And I look and I'm like, oh, I extra, I added an extra dot. <laughs> nice work. Oh hey, you get an editor, don't yeah. you? So, so then I sent it back and literally like within a minute and a half, uh, Ryan got back to me and said, go for it. So, oh, that's cool. That's but, awesome. you know, we'll be trapped in the house for Memorial Day. Um, so we're going to try to bang yes. that this weekend. When's Dude, Memorial we're Day? we supposed to have nice weather, too, this weekend. When, when's Memorial Day? This weekend already? Monday's Monday. Memorial I for, Day. I don't Come even on, know what stupid day it is. And I don't know what it's like to have good weather. It's been pouring here in South Seriously, Florida every no, single day. It rains. It's been oh. cold and rainy, but this weekend's supposed to be nice and... Well, good. Get the kids out of the goddamn house. I want to get outside and do something. I'm sick of breathing in the stale air, cooking for my kids, waiting on my kids, doing their homework with them. I can't, dude. I failed a test this week. I had to redo it. 
So you know who you know who isn't gonna have to stay in crappy. Well, no, actually, he's gonna go to crappy weather, isn't he? Uh, I saw like we always talk about how like uh, breaking news happens just when we're about to do a show. Like about what an hour and a half ago, it said that yes. Carlos yes. Hyde signed with the Seattle Seahawks, so he's going to hey, a rainy part. Out the way, bro. <laughs> Murder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Carlos Hyde. I'm sorry, DJ Dallas. You know. All respect, I like you, but you're not as good as Carlos Hyde yet, who can catch the ball, who can run up the middle. I mean, you know, he's meh, but still, he's helped a lot of teams um, when they had injured running backs. He can do it all. He's just kind of, you know, that guy. But, yeah, DJ Dallas isn't going to get on the field now. Like Carlos Hyde is there with the other guys, probably, at least not at, at first. Yeah, and, and that's the problem is – that's the biggest problem. It's not that Carlos Hyde is just this great, great running back. He's right. definitely – um slightly above replacement level but yeah yeah where the path to prominence or fantasy relevance for dj dallas was being able to get on the field immediately yes sir and then show like oh no no he's a he's a good player we can do this and now with hyde there you know and if he can hold the ship until carson's fully healthy or if carson's healthy to start the season there's just where does dj dallas is what the third running back yeah then, and Carlos is a guy that the Seahawks can just plug in on day one, like when yeah. the season starts as they're starting running back and then kind of, you know, get DJ Dallas involved, but he's not going to have a big role at first as a rookie, like we expected. And then when those other guys come back, see how it shakes out, Carlos had will be phased out. But at first, yeah. And you know, that's, that's sad. Uh, I, I thought, you know, that was a great opportunity for DJ Dallas until they started, you know, looking at signing free agents. Oh, well, that's, that's that's the peril of uh you know late round uh late round yeah. rookie picks to, and you know you don't expect them to hit you just hope you're looking for that perfect situation opportunity it, that's what yeah. those guys need the most yeah. opportunity and that's just gone now you're right. right you had that chance and you know and that's and look people can say oh well it's just for 2020 because carlos is not going to be there blah 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 whatever dj dallas <laughs> with the late round draft pick so that's yeah. why it's it's imperative they get on the field soon because right. what happens is if they don't you know the cycle continues next year seattle yeah, they'll bring somebody round. else in in the third or fourth round right right didn't they did what are they dj dallas what was it travis homer last year was the the late yeah, guy honestly guy? he might be better than dj dallas we don't really know he's kind of a meh vanilla running back but who knows he might actually be a little a nose ahead of dj dallas one of those guys but that's the thing it's it's kind of parody until we see how that pans out and you're taking a chance on dj dallas like shane said you know, his chance of succeeding now is if everybody's hurt and he gets on the field for opportunity, but probably next year. And then what comes next year? Right. Seattle drafts another running back in the third round. And so DJ Dallas is no longer relevant. And we've talked to, we've talked about it so many times on the show too about how everybody expects all these ru- running backs and all these rookies to hit and then now just little teeny things here and there start happening and then all of a sudden they fall out of favor. Chinks in the armor, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's always the worst feeling too. Is when, uh, <laughs> all your sleeper guys start getting picked off one by one. By one. one. Peril, yep. peril, peril. Yeah, like, oh, I had I had 160 sleepers that I thought were going to do something. You had players that were good. Yeah. You know what else is great is we're doing uh, both of the auction drafts right now. uh, That was a horrible idea. You said Shane was going to get confused. Mother, Mm, I'm getting confused. (laughs) I go into HQ4, I'm like, oh, no. 
I do have two quarterbacks in this one. It's HU5 I need a quarterback. I cannot hmm. remember what the hell I'm doing. It, it, you you it, thought it was going to be Shane. It, it, maybe he's feeling that too, but I'm definitely screwed up by this right now. You know what I, I, I did until I got it down finally? <laughs> oh, my God. Every time I'd go in to do a bid, I'd yeah. submit lineup so I can see how, okay, <laughs> right. this is. Who right, do I, I have? have? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I have Baker <laughs> and uh, I think uh, Matt Ryan in one, and then I have like yeah. Joe Burrow and Dak in the other. And one and in one, I have only Drew Locke, and I'm yeah. not sad. So and it's and I'm not. I'm not sure if you remember, but when we did the auction for uh, goats and pros, that's what I told you guys on the show is how I was drafting my team. I wouldn't look at my roster. I'd go to the submit lineup button, yep. and then you, that way you can tell what pe- what pieces you need. And it, and but but the point of it was what I meant to say is the fact that we're doing the four and five right now, and it I think it's been fun, you know. And for all of yeah. our listeners, they've had a lot of fun. But a lot of the rookies went for. For a lot of money, and I know yeah, DJ I Dallas know, is great. A- players are going for not a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, the guys that held back with the big money, which is is one strategy. They didn't get the studs we got, but they held back and they have tons of money and they control the board right now because they can basically get whoever they want. Yeah, but the funny part of it is, is like I know DJ Dallas is already gone in both in both auctions. <laughs> I don't know how much yeah. he went for. I didn't look it up, uh, but well, the one one league I know he went off the board. The last I had seen, uh-huh. he was up to thirty nine dollars, <laughs> and I was like, that's Not too much. Though. Oh, here you I'm go. Yeah, HQ much on DJ Dallas. HQ five. He went for thirty eight bucks. There it is, right there. Okay. Oh my yeah, god. I knew it was right around there, and I saw that amount. Because, you know, when he went on the Amazing. board, I'm like, oh, there's a guy I can get for four or five bucks. <laughs> and as soon as he hit, like, double digits, I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, exactly. In uh, the other league, oh, yeah, it hasn't happened yet. Never mind. I thought it was already a both. But, yeah, 38 and one. But, you know, it, it is funny, though, because it is happening. These people... Not, I'm not saying anything about the people in our leagues. It's just that everybody's trying to grab those rookies. And if it was just a rookie snake or whatever, those guys would be, you know, late, late rounds. But because oh, they're exactly. on the board. No one would be paying money for them. Exactly. Right? But because they're on the board and people are bidding and, you know, after tonight, we're allowed to throw three names up. So there'll be a lot of names on the board tomorrow. I forget to nominate. I nominate here and there, but it's not something that I regularly do. But I do play the board pretty hard. And uh, I'll bid on one player at a time to make sure I get the player I want strategically. But I see people playing games and I'm waiting to throw out that Big Ben gif where he's like, oh, well, someone, like, <laughs> interrupts me in the last like five minutes. Red lines oh, me. Red I, lines happening for sure sooner or later. So I realized I do have a strategy. I don't know if it serves any real purpose um, or if it, <laughs> you know what I mean, like what it makes me feel good. Right. So what I'll do is, is you know, I'll go in and I'll look at the folks, you know, they have money available, right? <laughs> like a high amount. So yeah. like Scott, for instance, Scott had a oh, lot yeah. of money in there. He always hangs back so he can control the board after a certain point. Right. right. So, I, know, I knew he was doing that. Yeah. So every player that he had a bid on, <laughs> I tried to go in and if I could afford it, I tried to up the bid by five dollars. I love it. I love it. Just to get his money, you know what I mean, spent on. Oh yeah, now, make him spend more. Sure. Right. Now there's an obvious downside to that is that you could accidentally overbid him, and yeah, then yeah. end up having that player. But I figure even in that case, right, when the bids are just so small that if he really wants that guy, he'll just come over top of me. And I haven't yeah. gotten burned on that yet, but that's just, yeah, that's one thing. It's, ha- it's going to happen, but as long yeah. as you do it, 
with a player that you actually want, it's fine. Well, I will say this: accidentally win a good player. I was I was on um, I was on Rookie Fever yesterday with uh, Fanaro and Swags, and Uh Fanaro is in HQ4, and this is the first time he's ever done an auction. So he was saying that really, yeah, he's never done one before, and he was saying that he just has this strong feeling that if he sees a player on the board that is too low in his mind, he goes in there and bids on him whether he wants the player or not, and (laughs) and he's he's, he's, so he's price enforcing even though. yeah, that's typical. Well, because but but he's never done it before. So, but he he and I talked about it on the show, Shane, about what you just said about if you're going to do that, you have to be prepared to be able to be stuck with the guy if you end up going over the top. And some yeah. of the times too, even if you think the price is too low on a player, but if you when you say you look at their money, Shane, the other thing to do is look at their roster because a lot yeah. of times is just because you think it's too low, who cares? It could be real estate. It could be right. a player that they end up winning and that's one last player that they'll be able to bid later because they're using up their spots um yeah. but i know you've done it to me in the in this draft also shane i've seen it a and, couple yeah, times I went through everyone basically yeah looking at money and i'm like hmm like you know i think i can raise this by a dollar over what he's got there so then i'm just like eh, let me just keep inching up a dollar or two <laughs> a dollar or two until it goes yeah yeah right. well so it, right the now, one thing to be careful of it's fine if you hit somebody on the red line and outbid Ugh. them and maybe win the player. But trust me, that person will remember that you did that and be prepared later in the draft for them to retaliate in some way on a player that maybe they don't even want. But if you redline someone, they're probably going to hit you back and, and it's going to hurt. It's As just how it is. Should. All fair and love and And it is funny because one thing that Fanaro said last night, and he mentioned you, Shane, is he said that. <laughs> he mentioned well, because he's never done it before, and he said that he got redlined by Shane, and then he he commented about it, and then Shane said, "Redline is a way of life, baby," or something like that. And, and so he, I love it. And Fuck so, yeah, I redlined him on Ceh in the one league because he was going to get Ceh for like I saw I know, like a buck forty. I was like, uh. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. Player, like if I would have won the bid, I would have been fine with definitely. You know what I mean? But I was damn sure not letting him go off the board. That yeah, really you have to check on price. things like that. You know, we have, yeah, yeah. we have like 30 players on the board right now. And the only player that's over a hundred dollars is Cam Akers. He's at $157. Yeah, so I can't afford him. I know. But, but what I'm saying is a lot of these <laughs> I rookies. Know. I know neither can I, and I know better, but I, I, I wanted guys that I really wanted and i got dobbins too and i didn't need him but i wanted him so i overspent by at least 150 bucks so now i'm just holding back waiting for the shitty players to hit the boards I'm not winning anything for a while and what's funny is if you look at hq5 there's uh six or seven players that are over a hundred dollars so yeah. the the interesting thing what i was going to say earlier different when markets right Every yeah league well, has a different market yeah, that's what I was going to say earlier when when I mentioned to you that we were doing it at the same time and you guys said the thing about confusing or whatever. The one thing I've noticed is how different the two auctions are. You know, different different players are doing it differently and there's still so many good players left in HQ5 no, that I haven't know, even I'm been put up. Like, oh my God. Seriously? <laughs> so uh, DJ Shark is still out there and, you know, I mean, you know, the guys with a lot of money are going to get those players and probably at a really low price because the rest of us can't compete. And that's the danger of going all in, going after Ezekiel Elliott and Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook early and Nick Chubb and all that. It, it's you pay for it 
on the back end when these guys are getting values on other great players. You you look at the, your starting lineup and you're like, I'm set. That's what I said to Fanaro last night on the show. I said, you can either spend all your money right away and get players or get some of these value guys, but I'd rather have the stud starting lineup sure than to have a whole bunch like of... four spots, yeah, right. Yeah, than to have... Sure than to have like all this depth of all these players that I wouldn't necessarily want to even put in my starting lineup, you know? Yeah, I would have a bunch of players, but I wouldn't want to start them, you know? Um, yeah, here's what I've been thinking, um, especially now that like I, you know, I quickly um, ran out of a lot of big bucks and neither of my rosters are bad um, by any circumstance or by any stretch. But uh, I, I just think from now on, my new rule is I'm going to nominate however many players I need to nominate on that first day and then not look at that motherfucking board to the following day and just let it go. Let it go. Yeah, yeah. Like, you like know basically put your top bid in and, and, and yeah. forget There's about one, it. 12 I players, or I don't, right? Yeah, 12 <laughs> players to 14 players could go off the board. You know what? If I don't get any of them, that's fine. Someone overspent on them. That's me. Ca- I'll have me cash. I me money. I'll have money for you know the rest of the auction and just you know the players will still be very good. So that, that's what I think my new plan is. <clears throat> HQ seven six. Next year? six six. It'll be six. Um, yeah, it'll be HQ six Devi League. Yeah, we'll do that. And, but I'll tell you um, what, we're not doing two at the same time again. I can't. I can't do that, bro. Well, no, because HQ7 is going to be pretty, or 6 is going to be pretty. <laughs> We're going to have Devi. You can trade Devi dollars. You IDP? Can, uh, Devi and IDP, Shane? Hmm? Devi and IDP? No, IDP, I'll go home. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it next off season. What we're gonna exactly do? But um, I will say this, Shane. You, what you said about day one, and he said it last night too. I said you could say that, but I guarantee you, the next time you do a rookie, uh, you do an auction, and you say I'm not gonna do anything on day one, it's complete bullshit because you'll right. say that, and then <laughs> yeah, exactly, and then within like an hour, you'll be back in there. You, you just can't not do it. You know, it's it. It's, fun, it's what happens. But he's trying to restrain himself, and I agree. Next year, HQ6, Devi League, and we'll we'll figure it out. We'll go from there. And and we do need to do an IDP League at some point, Shane, and whether you're in that one or not, we, we probably need to do it. Well, listen, we'll, we'll talk about it next year, but whatever we do, Shane, all three of us will be involved because, first of all, I fucking hate Devi, but I'll do it if we're doing a Devi League. So, Dude, it, you, you, it, you know what's great about this show is that I love Debbie. I like IDP. I don't care that much for it. Shane hates IDP. IDP. You hate Debbie. It's funny. We got a good mix because, like, there, you know, we really do. Like, yeah. between the three of us, there's nothing we can't do if we team up. But <laughs> we don't all love the same stuff. And it's funny. And speaking of that, you started something this week, didn't you, Jeremy? I know we have a friend of the show that wants us involved in, in something, and you started it this week. And- yeah, he's going to come on the show later um, to do a little bit of a, a promo for what we're talking about, and it's called Gamer Huddle. It's um, essentially 32 NFL simulated teams playing against the other teams in the league, and the gambling halls are betting on those games. So I am the owner of the Browns. My son and I drafted the team. We played the preseason games. We broadcast our matchup tomorrow um, 
we broadcast it to the gambling halls, to um, the betting sites, and people bet on our games. The team that I drafted for the Browns, that my son and I drafted, the, the, our opponent's team, you know, the team that they drafted, um, we can choose our coaches. We can change our offensive scheme. Like, I had talent on our – listen, guys, it was fun. I drafted an offense of players on Madden 2020 with, um, you know, Madden 20 with my son. We, we did pretty well on the offensive side. And so we, we mixed it up. We, you know, we can trade players. We can work on stuff. It, it's really like being a GM of a team. You put it out on the field. You have no control play by play, quarter by quarter. You just let it roll. It's simulated. It looks real. And people are gambling, betting on the lines and betting for or against your team in those games. It's really cool. So Chris DuPont, who started this up for GamerHuddle.com. He's going to join us today, speak a little bit about it, and, um, you know, uh, just basically explain what I can't. I'm excited, man. My son and I are having so much fun with this. Cool. So while we wait for him, you know, he'll come in in a little bit. Uh, we're going to go over some of the trades that we have on the show sheet. And before... Dog, dog, dog. I had more important news, too. Uh, okay. What is the more important news? <laughs> uh, well, okay. real quick. I wanted to make fun of Devontae Freeman because originally Seattle had offered him a contract worth up to $40 million with incentives. I would have he taken was it. like, $4 million? I'm Devontae Freeman's son. If you're not going to give me a contract that I deserve, I am out. And they were <laughs> right. like, immediately they were like, Devontae, you have a great day. We're going to go call Carlos. Yeah. Right. And, I just now, have taken that deal. Now Freeman's saying, Oh, well, if I don't get the contract I want, I'm not going to play in 2020. Oh, my God. <laughs> Devontae, did you know that you are a 27-year-old running back? He's still, a, he's still okay, though. But he's a 27-year-old running back with a pretty significant history of injuries. He's undersized yeah. Yeah. with a yeah. lot of wear, um, who clearly looks like he lost his burst. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Dog, you sit out 2020. Um, the NFL might say that's fine. You yeah. uh, go ahead and sit out 2021, 22. Yeah, if you sit out 2020, your season, your career is probably over, bro. Yeah. So he turned them down, yeah. and and now there's nothing. And you and know, so Carlos Hyde has that role now. The right. thing is, if he had taken that job, he probably would have been the starter in Week One because of what's going on with Carson and Penny. He probably would have been the Week One starter, and if he played well. Maybe it would he would have made a season of it. So he's passing up on guaranteed money and a job, a starter's job, a probable starter's job for who knows what. Maybe he gets signed by a team for the same money or maybe more to just freaking back up somebody. But it's amazing it's stupid if you want to play football to pass up a guaranteed chance like that. It's amazing how many of these guys do that now. And, and you know, yeah. I used to really be a big running back guy when it came to fantasy. I loved running backs and stuff. And I've sort of gone towards the wide receiver spot more so yeah, now michael thomas Mike oh yeah thomas. i've got michael in in all three of the listener yeah. leagues we've done uh, in the last two weeks i have michael guy and you know it yeah i have michael go, go ahead and get mike evans i won't bite you for him yet so what I was saying was that I've kind of gone towards the wide receivers more than the running backs because these running backs, they, they're all these, even like with Gurley and, and uh, Melvin Gordon, both of them yes. were out of job or they, they both signed with people for one year stuff. And you just never know with these guys. But the, the other one that's really hilarious to me money wise. And, you know, you say that about Devonta Freeman, but did you see the Dak Prescott one today too? That, yeah. yeah. That he turned down that one year 
guaranteed? I don't understand. Because he knows that if he... So here's the thing Dak's thinking, right? So if they... You know, I can get more next year. I'm betting on myself. It's it's a fait accompli. It's done. Yeah, I said that word. Two words. Two words. Wow. Yeah, Shane. And you know what it means. That's oh, no, on. no. It's on my calendar. Um, so I had to use it. Today. <laughs> you um, know what it means. You know, Pat Mahomes uh, is going to be do a contract soon um, after next year, right? Yeah. Um, right. I, I, I don't know who else because I haven't looked at the market. I'm sure one or two other quarterbacks will be out there and they'll help raise the, the market. You know, if Dak bets on himself, he's like, if I wait another year, I can get $40 million a year the following year. Or they franchise me, right? And I'm going to get whatever that franchise is, is what the top five at the position or whatever. And everybody yeah. else's contracts are going to raise that level. You yes, know, like sir. Kirk Cousins did, you know, like Washington kept franchising him and he ended up making like $90 million over three years. So I, I understand where Dak's coming from. And if I'm Dak and I wanted to bet on myself, this is the year to do it with the additions of CD Lamb and now you got Blake, you know, Blake Jarwin and Amari Cooper. Like that offense should just be bananas. Yeah. And he should just oh, put up yeah. ridiculous stats. B A N A N A S. Well, when I looked at when I looked at Twitter this morning, uh Andy Dalton was trending and I was like, why is Andy Dalton trending? And when I clicked on it, it was all the Dak stuff and and every single person was like, it's Andy Dalton time in Dallas now, you know, like all these people were all pissed off this morning about Dak, you know, telling him, "No, I don't want this you know um i don't know that that would ever happen and it's more likely what shane just said is going to happen but that's what the twitter universe thought this morning here's the thing right look you know i like andy dalton i think he's uh i think he's an above average quarterback i think you could you could win with him um as far as 10 games um a playoff game Andy Dalton, I don't believe, um, is going to win a Super Bowl. Not in today's NFL. This isn't, you know, the days of Joe Flacco winning a Super Bowl with a dominant defense or, you know, Baltimore before that winning a Super Bowl with a dominant defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, I just, you know, look, you can't, if you think Andy Dalton can, can step in there and do what Dak does, no. I mean, because part of Dak's, Part of what's good about Dak is the fact that he's got that rushing upside too. Yeah. So you know, like if they spread that spread that defense out, you know, and they you got what are you going to do? Is basically you got Ezekiel coming out of the backfield, you got <laughs> Gallup and Amari Cooper on one both sides, and then you got CD Lamb. You send all them out. How are you going to stop Dak if he wants to rush for a touchdown? Well, and and I think part of why everybody was saying the Andy Dalton thing, obviously, was the money. They were like, well, for the money they're paying Andy Dalton, they can use him. And it doesn't seem very realistic, but that's what people were saying this morning. And when you just said Flacco, Flacco signed today too, didn't he? He signed with the Jets. Yeah, he signed with the Jets for $2.5 million. There was some chatter before the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts that uh, Flacco would have been a good fit here at Philadelphia as a backup. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's go to the trades now that we're talking about because we, we hey, don't well, have Chris. I still wasn't done. Oh, <laughs> so every time I'm moving on, you're not done yet. Okay. What's the other thing? So just the uh, Eagles insider, Adam, Ka- Adam Kaplan, uh-huh. um, was talking about uh, uh, young goat, Mr. Uh, uh, Miles Sanders. <laughs> and yes. he said that uh, from what he hears, 
Uh, do, 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 do. He's hearing Sanders will receive 15 to 18 touches per game. The expect expectation being that would be three to four receptions and 12 to 13 carries. <laughs> so assuming that comes to pass, what, what do we think? What do we think that's going to be for uh, young Mr. Sanders? What's his upside with that? that kind of role. The funny thing is Jeremy is talking, but we don't hear anything he's saying. So I said, uh, I'm not as high. I muted myself. I'm not <laughs> as high on Sanders as I was before, but you know, the starting running back for the, for the Eagles is why I want a piece of that guy. Right. But I'm not excited. I don't think he's the best running back. It's really the role that he has, the team that he's on that gets me excited at all. You know, Miles seems to have jumped really high this offseason. People are drafting him high, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, I've seen him in the first round, and I've seen him go for a lot of money in these auctions. So people are very excited about him this offseason right now. What do you think, Shane? What are you, what are you, what are you willing to give for him, or what do you, how high are you willing to draft him? I, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm still super high on him. I've compared him and comped him to Alvin Kamara. And I easily see him being able, not easily, easily, I shouldn't say easily, because that makes it flippant. Um, and it kind of, <laughs> um, you know, it kind of dis disrespects what Alvin Kamara has done. Yeah. But I can see him easily. Damn it, I said it again. I to explain myself. <laughs> I can easily. see him easily. doing what Alvin Kamara does. Um, I think he's that good, personally. And, you know, obviously, I'm going to have, I guess, I don't want to say a bias or biases, um, but you know I watch, get to watch him every week, and you see how special he is. You know what I mean? You do. Uh, you see him running routes as good as any running back in the league, and I don't mean like little flares. I mean like down the field, like stop starts and breaking dudes' ankles, and then when he gets in the open field, just being fast enough and having the agility and the moose to just take it to the house. Um, so. So where do you rank him? And I mean, even he's as not, an Eagles fan, assuming there's a little bit of bias, but trying to be objective, where do you place him in the running back rankings, if nothing else? Just um, among running backs, where do you have him? I mean, I, I easily have him in the top 12. I haven't sat him down. Running back one territory. Okay. Yeah, I have him as a running back one. Fair. I don't. I, I, don't, I get that. I would yeah. too. I, I would too. Him. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, this is off the top of my head. I, I could see me ranking him top six. Okay, that see that's where I was thinking you were gonna say when you said I have him definitely as a running back one. I have no arguments there, but when you're saying top six, that's when we get into some dialogue we could have. I agree. I think he's just based on situation and ability. You know, likely a running back one, maybe in you know around the twelve spot. I don't think of him higher than that. Like you said, top six that I'm gonna pay for him at top six. In fact, I swear to you, I would rather pay less money and trust Todd Gurley to be a better running back this year than Miles Sanders. Nothing, you know, personal in that. Just I really think that Gurley has a great chance, um, you know, to, in Atlanta to do, at least this year, great things. And so I, I picture him as maybe a top six back this year. Sanders, I, I picture as a future running back one, no arguments, maybe perennially running back one, but not like a top five, six guy. Maybe. I hope I'm wrong. 
you know, that'll be good for you as an Eagles fan and stuff. But I, what I, do you think about Sanders, that, Mike? Because you don't really bid on him in the auctions, right? Yeah, no, because the thing with Sanders to me is, like I said earlier, he's yeah. so hot right now, the way he's going. He's too expensive for me. You know, he, he's drafted too high, and the money that g- gets put on him in auctions is too high. I don't disagree with the talent, and I don't think that that he's like I agree with you, Shane. That there's the possibility that he could, yeah, yeah be Alvin Kamara like the way the way Alvin Kamara did it. But I agree. but but to be able to get him right now, it's just yeah. too much for me, you know. And to trade for him, it's it's impossible, you know. He right now he's yeah, so people want a lot for Sanders if you're trying to get him from them, yes. right? So That's if you're if you're thinking in just in value wise, I agree with his value. I just think that it's it's too hard or at least too much for me I to pay that. for him right now. Yeah, I don't have a problem with where he's valued. Uh, I really don't. It seems appropriate, but yeah, I'm with you. Like if I want to acquire him, well, I may as well go for someone else because the price is a little bit high. Yeah. It's a little bit more than I want to pay anyway. So I, I, I definitely get what you're saying. I do. Um, but you know me, I've never, ever, ever been a guy that's really worried about overpaying for people. Yeah. You're not scared to do that. I know you're, you're brave about those things. I and, and I've overpaid plenty of times for people that I want to overpay for. What I'm saying yeah. is at this point in time, he is not someone that I feel like I want to overpay for. I have, I have overpaid for plenty of people, you know, Uh, let me just, let me just give you some, some statistical. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Go ahead. Last year, Miles Sanders finished uh, 20th in fantasy points per touch. Um, obviously, 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 that, yeah, obviously that's not wide receiver, yeah, uh, RB1 um, scoring right there. Right. But the thing about that is, too, and I've talked about this, he only scored six touchdowns last year. Like, the regression is coming. Like, that dude is going to get touchdowns. He's going to get more than six, guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. If, he get, if he would have had eight touchdowns last year nine touchdowns he moves into the top 10 if he gets a legitimate like significant touchdown share 10 or 11 then you're talking about a guy that's top five in fantasy points per touch so i'm all over him um no kyle's asking us in youtube chat if we think if any of us have him over ceh or or do any of you have ceh ahead of sanders oh no you don't you, have to you, Sanders? first of all uh, we yeah, okay I all do. right just because of the involvement in the passing game but um just barely i'm not i'm not a ceh stan uh i understand that they still have a good running back they're always going to run the ball between the tackles and it's probably not going to be ceh sometimes it's going to be edwards hilaire but um i have him slightly above based on opportunity um just barely above sanders but they're both in the same kind of boat for me that i'm not paying for either one of those guys other people can pay for them, and I'm taking different running backs. Me. You know, probably an arbitrage play, especially for someone like me who's um, uh, horny for Sanders, is <laughs> trading CEH for Sanders Plus. Because I, I think you ask 80% of the, the fantasy owners out there who they'd ra- rather have. I'm yep, pretty yep. sure they would say that they want CEH. And yeah, they probably. I bet. They'd give you some snark about it too. Be like, oh well, obviously it's it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So I might I might try to do that pivot. Um, and that's the thing too. Like, which one right now do you think people would more? If you had either players or both players, which one do you think 
people would pay more for. The thing is, which I've already mentioned a million times on this show and on other shows, is that the way people value these rookies so much, you could get way more for somebody like him. And Shane, you said it last week. I mentioned that I got Alvin Kamara for cheaper than the person who bought CEH. And then it turned out that you were the person that bought CEH. So in our auction, you paid more. That's what you said, that you paid more for CEH than I paid for Alvin Kamara. And um, to me, I'm just not going to do that. If you're talking about for value, if you're doing it just because you want to turn around and trade him, they're both very valuable. But right now, the way the world is and the way these people are with these rookie classes, you can get so much for CEH right now. I agree, but no chance would I take CEH over uh, uh, Miles Sanders. And yeah. the way the people do these auctions and the way the people do this draft, everybody is saying that these rookies are definitely better than the ones that are already playing. And I disagree. And so, no, I wouldn't. I would rather take the Miles Sanders. And and okay. and that's good job. I agree. I, I see what you're saying, but yeah, I definitely think I'm going to, I might, I might throw this out there a little bit because um, just as on a similar point, I was on the uh, father's father and son fantasy football podcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, really know the name of it? What is it called? Yeah, it's right there. Um, dynasty dungeon. It's their new, uh, what do you call that? It's their new uh, dynasty podcast. And um, Justin brought up, a trade that he would make we were talking about sanders and he's like i'd give up nick chubb all day to get miles sanders and i no, said you're, you're goddamn no, right i would no, too no way well you're yeah because you're not looking at it rationally i am so, i'm looking at how much the i'm looking at how much running the browns are going to do and the fact that that nick chubb is simply better than miles sanders period and he's going to be running the ball a lot. So we could have a long, long conversation about this, but there's no way in hell I want Miles Sanders over Nick Chubb ever. Well, so here's the thing. Nick ever. Chubb uh, scoring uh, crashed, dropped. It's dude. fine. Different different offense. Different offense. They have a different coach this year, bro. I got you, but they did bring Kareem And Hunt. they're going to run two running back sets a lot, okay. which makes Hunt and Chubb both more valuable each than they were last year when they were playing at the same time. Mm. So um, you can't really look at that stupid offense they had last year and say that that's going to be how they score this year. Nick Chubb is a better running back than Miles Sanders. I don't think you're going to get an argument from most people on that. And I want a better running back on on Nancy's offense, period. That's it. He's a pure better running back. If that was the only – he's not half the receiver. And the problem is, is Kareem Hunt is – he's way better than um boston scott and look i I get what you're saying it's definitely a new offense um thankfully for everyone involved but that doesn't mean that kareem hunt's still not there and that kareem hunt isn't still an excellent back i mean kareem hunt is a starting running back he just you know obviously he's there because of life decisions (laughs) Um, so right yeah the fact that he's a brown it's the fact he's a browns player is that here here's the thing Stefanski runs a lot of two running back sets. That doesn't have to be, you know, Yankovic, the fucking fullback, and Chubb. It could be Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And I think that's going to happen. I'm pretty sure, like we saw last year when they had them both on the field, that that's in the cards. Both guys are valuable. You know, how much each gets as, a far, as far as a partition, I don't know. But I'm still not willing to take, like Mike said, uh, 
like go all in on Miles Sanders based on the fact that he's playing for the Eagles. I'm just not going to do it. But you know what? We are joined right now by Chris DuPont of Gamer Huddle. And I know we all have some questions for him. So I'm going to let Mike uh, introduce this guy. And, and we're going to get into this uh, cool thing he's got going for EA Sports and Madden 20. Chris, welcome to the show. And why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your product that Jeremy's been talking about quite a few times tonight already. I love everybody's going to think his name is Yuri Slickson. <laughs> well, they think you're mad Mandy nasty. So whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so, so GamerHuddle.com is, is a, a site where you can basically take a, a Madden League off your gaming system onto a website that has all the statistics, analytics, um, anything that you want, like, like an ESPN.com or a Score Mobile for a Madden site. And uh, some things that we're doing with it that, that includes the data capture is I'm competing against Jeremy right now in a league. And we drafted 50 rounds of our team. There's 54. We, we couldn't last the last four. It was just too much. <laughs> 32 different people in a 50-round draft. It took a while. Uh, and we're in week one. We Jeremy had his game. My game's going off in an hour and a half. Uh, you know, Jeremy's team started off really well, actually. I saw, I think, Lavishka Chenault have a nice little run around the corner there for about 30 yards. It was, it was great, but when, when Matt Stafford throws three interceptions, your team's probably not going to win. And I wanted, I, I've never wanted Andy Dalton to come off the bench so bad in my life, but I did in this game. So, yeah, we drafted our own players. So, for instance, I'm the Cleveland Browns, and I have Matt Stafford, Andy Dalton as my quarterbacks. I have Joe Mixon and J.K. Dobbins as my running backs. Do, uh, running backs. Dobbins is kicking ass. Wide receivers, I have on both sides of the field. I have Galladay on one side and Devontae Parker on the other. I have Landry, Jarvis Landry in the slot. I have LaVisca Chenault, and I have Jalen Rager backing those guys up as rookies. You know, play a multitude of positions. And I have Travis Kelsey and Jason Witten at tight end. So my offense is fine. Um, my right guard sucks. Doesn't matter what offensive scheme we choose, he still sucks. He's always like the <laughs> – he's always <laughs> – it doesn't matter what we choose to do on offense. That guy's um, definitely a liability. But our defense is really pretty solid. You know, uh, four three. If we run a forty six or whatever they choose to do, it's pretty solid. Where you know, not a lot of misses. It was a lot of fun drafting. But it's like having a fantasy team that we drafted because we did on both sides of the ball, punter, kicker, all that, and we pit them up head to head just like we do in fantasy football and it's simulated you can watch it live you can watch it replayed people are betting on it it is so much fun i didn't expect it to be this much fun but it's been a blast yeah i mean you you create your team from scratch and then go watch how it how it performs and you know the game's had 25 plus years to refine how how like the real statistics of a player demonstrates their difference of disparity versus another player and then they have all these ratings for it. You analyze it, you know, just like you would a, a player's statistics. I mean, maybe use Bob's consistency score here. <laughs> that looks good right there. Bob Long, yeah. He, he's, he, yeah, for this kind of thing, Bob Long's consistency really does help for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, so far it's going awesome, man. We're on three different sports books just out the gates. Um, now we're really looking to like show more and uh, get more adoption of it. Uh, we'll eventually, before Madden 21, have fantasy football available on this league or your own league if you want. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, wager leagues, you know, uh, build your team and then wager on it versus your buddies. 
uh, see how it does. You can wager each game or in a league. That's pretty um, cool. How can the people that are listening right now, how can they get in and bet on, say if they wanted to bet on Jeremy or you or Bob Long or anything, how can they do that right now? Yeah, they, they can do that every day because uh, we advance a week of the season every day. And there's three different sites, uh, GT Bets, um, Bet Now. I'm sorry, gtbets.eu, betnow.eu, sbgglobal.eu. Um, yeah. All three of them have, have us listed. So we've been we've been hosting um, CPU leagues for them for a little while now and uh, advance a, a week of the season every day. We usually broadcast four games for them. What's cool about this is it's human management. So this is the first league that has that. Probably the first league ever to be listed <laughs> sportsbook that has that and uh we're, we're not doing four games so we're doing you know an average of 15 games a day or 16 with the buys you know 16 games a team and we go through a season in 21 days including playoffs wow so there's no off season and then the off season there'll be a created rookie class we'll have a draft on that there's free agency um it's pretty fun it's really in depth like to the point where there's a an owner section and I got to mess with my uh, apparel and food costs. Exactly. To increase my revenue yeah. so that I have more money available to re-sign my guys. Like if I get guys that are really good, I got to, you know, I got to hold on some you cash. Re-sign them. And we're going to have to trade because my right guard for the Browns is a piece of crap. And <laughs> we have to replace him sooner rather than later. But I'm telling you, the reason I love this is it's so much like fantasy football, except that it's even more so to the to the extent that you're the GM of a team because you have the, you have every player on both sides of the ball. You can make moves and you watch them play in the simulation. If you play Madden 20, it looks pretty cool. But when you see the simulation that Chris has set up on, when you watch the replays, it really looks like a real game. It looks like JK Dobbins running from the one to the 21 on a, on a just up the middle, you know, saving the drive um run it's amazing it, it looks real it's really cool so when you said when you said people get to bet on these games did you also say they get to watch the games that they're betting on too oh yeah yeah, yeah. so right now how we have it set up is you go into our uh, a league website of our league there's various ones you know like bet now has one uh, uh gt has one sbg has their own of our just our league and then uh, you go in and you can see the game being broadcasted. You go into the game preview, uh, list what times the games will be on the on the betting sites. And uh, surrounding that, you, so you have like all the statistics, um, uh, how like their average points against, average points for, where they rank as a, a rushing team, like how they rank in defense against the rush, all the analytics that you'd have as a gambler for any, you know, any play to go make. Um, and then you can either watch the game right there or expand it and watch it on your phone, you know? Computer. Yeah, I watched the game today on my phone. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was perfect. Um, and I could have watched it on the laptop. I could have saved it, whatever, but I watched it live on my phone and, and it was just a lot of fun for me and my son. And yeah, you- only one party has to broadcast the game. So Jeremy can go, you know, off on a hike and watch his game if the <laughs> other guy broadcasting. So. And you, so I can watch Jeremy lose tomorrow. Yes, <laughs> I did. We did lose today, man. Thanks, Matt Stafford, for your three interceptions. Are you freaking kidding me? I, I got a for you, Scotty Miller, and a third for Lavishka Chenault. I want Chenault to be a Niner. 
I'll tell you what, I'm willing to move one of my receivers, but I am looking for a right guard that's better than that piece of trash we run out there that's a turnstile. He's horrible. He's not agile. He's not a power guy. It doesn't matter what offense I choose to run. He's not in it. So so that's cool that you guys can can move players around and do all that kind of stuff. Now, the people that are gambling on your your teams, are you is there like a deadline? Is there a time when you can stop moving players like trading cuz you wouldn't want people to to trade all their good players to some other guy and then some gambler out there is getting screwed because of the trades. Yeah, I mean, you you would think that that's how it goes down, right? And and to answer your question, we leave the trade deadline off. Um the reason uh, we do that. I, I, just doing this over the years, like when a team's out of the race, you want to keep them engaged. Right. A great way to do that is to allow guys to continue to build their team. And, and I will tell you that you're right. Like come playoff time, one guy may want to make a run, and then some guy that's out of the race can now maybe get a little more value than he would have otherwise. So it it actually will, over time, slightly help disparity. Right. right. So that, that's one reason we leave it on. Uh, it's a little different, you know, I mean, we go through season 21 days, guys are looking at this every day. You got it. You got to allow them to keep going. Yeah. yeah. I had a guy, uh, message today and he's like, Hey man, you're on AP. You're the home team. You shouldn't be on autoplay. I'm like, it's not 7 PM. I haven't yet broadcasted my game. It's fine. But you know, everybody's self kind of policing, like, you know, to make this league a great thing. And so it is cool that people are making sure that the other teams are kind of on the ball because we're just starting this out for the first time. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a community of people who think the same way and, you know, get out there, bet on the teams, and then maybe we start another league um, soon, and you guys are part of that too. Um, by the way, Mike, you guys are PS4 owners, right? You play PS4, not Xbox? Yeah, mostly on PS4. Shane too, right? Play is a strong word. Yeah, I was gonna say I can't I remember. Own, I own a <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I'm practically on a like a podcast every single night. I don't have time to play the video games, but yeah, if I do anything, it's PS4. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty. We're also not playing it. We're just watching it. Right. Mike, exactly. You, you brought up a concern about the trades. And, yes. And a, a thing that is super important to this. Yes. That's different than a fantasy league is that that league will end that year, right? Maybe a dynasty, you may still take some players, but. Our league ends for a season, but it's right back up. So you don't want to mortgage away something, you know, because you have another season about to start. Sure. And that's the way we we play our dynasty leagues as well. So and yeah. and that's just what I was wondering. Mostly it was about the the trade deadline. You know, you came on our show about I'd say six months ago or so and yeah. talking about this product coming out. And it was We're way before yeah, it was way before we ever knew we'd have a global pandemic and we'd all be sitting at home not having anything else to do. So Gladly it's really playing Xbox, right? Yeah, so it's it's what he's saying is are did you cause the global pandemic? Well, that is not where I was going at all. No, that's not where I was, was going at his, all. It was in his marketing plan all along. But my point is, my point is, it's come in a perfect time for some people that they have no other sports to be able to watch. So no. something like this is a great timing for some people that really want to see something like this. And when you're talking about these leagues that we we just started, where you guys have your teams and everything, what about the people that are listening right now? Are they able to go in and are they able to create any teams or be in any leagues or or are are there some leagues getting ready to get started that some people that are listening right now could go in and join? Yeah, so so somebody can go join and make a league right now at any time. 
Um, the wager league part is we're so close to being finished, just like a few uh, ID verification and like, you know, fraud protection stuff that's being added, but like the build of it's done. So we're, yeah. we're really, really close to releasing it. Um, and then, so with that, you'll be able to have a wager league, just like fantasy football, everybody throws up an entry fee and, you know, it gets split up uh, uh, based on performance. And then I uh, like if Jeremy and I play, I, and I think we do play this season, yeah, and we- I make a wager uh, just amongst us on our game. Yep, I'll we'll make a prop bet for sure. Absolutely. I'll make a prop bet that my right guard sucks. But... Okay. We know your team is <laughs> that position sucks for you, but, but for what, what, what he was saying, go ahead. Keep saying what, what people can do that are listening. Yeah, this is awesome. And also the games that they can watch Mike, Mike, they can watch the games that we've played already. Like, you know, they're, they're streamed, they're broadcast. They're also available for people to rewatch later. Yeah, we might do some scouting on the Browns before our game. <laughs> yeah, man, our offense is click is, is clicking when Stafford's not throwing those interceptions, baby. We will also have like kind of like a daily fantasy sport um, available before the next game comes out. That's great. And that's going to be cool because, you know, like our league, anybody will be able to play on us, right? Yeah. And yeah. If you want to have a rec league amongst your buddies and, and play in that as well in your league, you'll have that uh, option as well. What I do want people to realize, um, Chris, and I, I don't know if you said this already, so Mike, sorry if I'm boring anybody here, but what is really cool is that the games that we play that are simulated, you can go and watch them either. If you can't watch them live, you can watch them after they've been broadcast. You can watch them afterward. It, and, and it really looks like real teams playing the simulations. I mean, so right now, like you said, Mike, when there are no sports it's really pretty freaking good entertainment, I have to say. Watching yeah. these games is really fucking fun. I'm smoking a bowl watching two games right before I came. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I, you know, like I forgot I got to get on this link, and I'm sitting here like, all right, well, I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> well, that's awesome. No, I I think this is great, and like I mentioned to you earlier, it's it's a perfect time for it to happen. You know, so hopefully all of our listeners will. Log into game, GamerHuddle.com, join a league, make a league, bet on Jeremy to lose every week, and, uh, you know, have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> um, do you, do Jeremy, Shane, do you have anything else that you'd like to ask, Chris? No, I just want to thank Chris for joining us and making this thing possible. Chris DuPont at GamerHuddle, thanks for joining us. Thanks for all this. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring you back. We'll, uh, we'll definitely tell people how this season's going, buddy. And I hope the Browns are... I'll be satisfied if they're eight and eight. <laughs> you're looking for, you got a tie, a loss and a win in the division. So you're good to that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, and also one of our listeners actually just said, I'm smoking a bowl right now. So he, he, he likes your product as well. So ho- hopefully these guys will go check it out. <laughs> They'll go check it out. And, uh, and we wish you nothing but success with this. Thanks Chris. Appreciate it. Uh, well, I'm glad you guys are a part of it. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And thanks for coming on. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. All right. So before we left off and had Chris join us, um, we were getting ready to talk about our patron account. Go be a fucking patron. <laughs> um, but thank you for everyone that um, has been hitting up the rating and reviews. Um, there's been a, a ton left. We're up to like 157 the last I checked. Um, 
mostly just ratings. I didn't see actually any reviews, which is cool. But if you know, if you left, leave a review, we'll try to give you a shout out on the show. Yeah, ratings. Remember. Ratings are great. Everything's great. You know, we love you guys and thanks for doing that. So, you know, there was at least two or three times where, first of all, I tried to answer one of your goddamn questions and I was unable to answer any questions. So I don't even remember what I was going to say, but there was also two or three times where I tried to move on to go to our trades. So now that we've gone past everything else, why don't we check out a couple of these trades before we wrap up tonight? There's some trades in this house. There's some trades in this house. There's some <laughs> trades in this house. There's some trades in this house. There's some trades yep. in this house. <laughs> you um, know, there's some people that have asked me to do drops and everything, and I'm always like, I don't want to do drops. That's not the kind of show we do. But I will anytime enjoy Shane to just start singing for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> so I'm I get it. You know, it's funny, uh, man. Shane always remembers his trades. I have. I mean, I made trades this week. I already forgot about them. I don't. I don't remember what they were in a Devi league. I made some trades. I don't recall. Dude, Thanks, Shane, for. What you got to do is, all right, so what I do is when I make a trade that's, I think, a little bit interesting is yeah. I'll go ahead and send it over to our Gmail account. Yeah. Gmail account. I've seen them. I've seen them. Yeah. Yeah. So every it's not day. every trade, but that's why I do that is like, because I, I wouldn't remember yeah. that shit. I you know what I mean? And the problem for me right now, especially with all the startups we have going and all the rookie drafts, I have done so many trades right now that I don't even, I, I, I don't share them all because so many happen but uh but listen yeah, this is yeah, what yeah, we do and it's great so go ahead send them all in uh to the to the john and then you know what sometimes i look you know what i mean like sometimes I'll, I'll think like oh this is an interesting trade and then three days later you know when i go to to, to put them on the show sheet i'm like this trade is trash who cares like, <laughs> this trade so oh, or or if I put a trade, then you shit all over it like you did two weeks ago. But go ahead. No, this is a garbage trade. So Michael, <laughs> yes, uh, first trade on the board. Uh huh. Um, some of our patrons know this because they all hated it. Um, but I won't tell you which side is which. Okay. So on and this is a one quarterback league. One of my two or three remaining ones. Okay. We have Bob Forrests, the two oh nine. And the 212, 2012 pick. <laughs> or Travis Kelsey. So it's a one quarterback league. Is it, is it tight end premium? It is not. Oh, it's not even tight end premium. I would love to have the Travis Kelsey side. That's probably the side I would take anyways. But the way that the world is and the way all these people are just so freaking excited about rookie draft picks. And 209 and 212... You can get some players that may not necessarily be the greatest players, but the way the world looks at it, they think that they're getting great players. My side, me personally, I'd rather have Travis Kelsey on this side. Um, but I could see where people would like to have those two second round picks and Robert Woods. Yeah, nope. I agree with you uh, half-heartedly. No, wholeheartedly. I agree with you. I, I think that's the way to play it, Mike. So personally. what did everybody hate about it, Shane? Um. I think what the uh, the general consensus in the patron um, chat was that I'm stupid. And uh, I don't know. I didn't get a lot of feedback other than, well, it's not tight end premium. It's just amazing to me because, like, we're all ready to bury Travis Kelsey, I think. Like, we're ready to move on. You know, it's like that, oh, you've been the tight end one for the last four years. I'm tired of you. It's Mark Andrews and George Kittle time. Like, Travis Kelsey is still, what, 30, 31? Like, nah. Like, I still think he's 
or so let's see the tight end two next year tight end three i worst he's a top three tight end for another three or four years definitely no Um, question i love you know how i love about bobby forrest um except his name is robert woods but yeah robert woods (laughs) big fan of bob um and bob knows that but look travis kelsey is just a fucking difference maker man and that's what i want i want difference makers like the longer i play this game um i want guys that can go out there and just and smash drop 40 points on someone and make yep. up for you know the, the the spots where my dudes aren't gonna and smash. woods so, is not an old player he's been consistently good for a while a long time actually he was good in buffalo before he moved on he's, yeah. he's never been a bad player but once he got to a good team where they actually used him he's been a great player and he's always been underpriced so it's a guy that you're gonna get the production out of at a decent even if it's flat at a decent cost you're not overpaying for robert woods is what i'm saying i love that player he's not old yet he's in his prime still it it's a good buy and a good guy you're not paying for julio jones you know you're not paying for a guy like larry fitzgerald who's this is his last year you're paying for a guy who's still in his prime he's going to give you a few years and uh people seem to forget about those guys like i don't know if they're bored of it they're not interested or whatever but robert woods is a great receiver and it's a great a great buy right now. He's, but wait, as far as values go, he's a great value. Okay, hold on one second though. So I got the so Kelsey side. That's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> he got the Kelsey side. I wanted the Kelsey side. And and, yeah, no, and I, I agree with the Kelsey side. For but sure, you but just I love Robert Woods at the same time. I will never tell you not to get a number one wide receiver. I mean a number one tight end. And I know well, Woods isn't a number one wide receiver, but I'm telling you right now, King of Kings who sent you, Travis Kelsey for Woods, the 209 and the 212, definitely did not win this trade because Kelsey is still the best tight end in the game, and he's going to be that way for a couple years. It doesn't matter that he's 30. I was just professing my love for Robert Woods, and I'm sorry I got carried away. No I, no I, problem. I love, you don't have to be sorry. No, I but... love the wood. The wood <laughs> all night. Any, you know what I mean? Like, I'm never going to turn down the, the woods. Um, but yeah, no, I just feel like, like I said, man, Travis Kelsey, I just think he's, a, he's another, he's another animal. Thanks to Super Duper Flex, Kelsey turns 31 in October. So this is his year 30 season. And we know tight ends age gracefully. So I'm thinking at worst, I got Kelsey for his age 30, 31, 32, 33. Season. And the other thing too about it too, is even when it's not tight end premium, there's still a handful of tight ends that you could put in your lineup and not even uh-huh. have to think about it and worry about it. And there is a shit ton of wide receivers that are on yeah. the same level as Robert it's Woods true. is. So Shane, uh, we all agree with your side, even though you said the Patreons you win, <laughs> destroyed Shane, you. you. Win. Invalidate. So, I, you know, just to, just want to let our patrons know we don't care what you think. Um, so then, same league, uh, different <laughs> trade. Uh huh. Uh, someone gave up the 111 and a 2021 first for a 2020 105, yeah, which turned into DeAndre Quick. Okay, first of all, I would do this trade a million times over. I'll take the 105. You can have the my first round pick next year. I don't give a crap, especially in these leagues that are super flex at 105. This is a one QB. Okay, but what I'm saying to you at at 105, if it's a super flex, you're getting great players. If it's not a super flex at 105, the player you're getting is going to be 
considerably better than the player you're going to get at the 111, which is six picks later. In a super flex, wow. maybe not so much. And and of course, probably maybe not. Who knows? All of this stuff is all of this stuff is bullshit. So that right. So that's what I'm saying to you. So I definitely would take the 105 side of this trade, which I don't know if that's your side or not, Shane. But yeah, and he got DeAndre Swift in the draft, yeah. which is great because the 111. Who knows what you're going to get? It's a crapshoot. And you know what? The 2021 first really doesn't matter right now because Swift's going to be starting on your team this year. You can acquire a first round pick next year. It doesn't matter. Money and a dollar in hand is more important, and that's what you got in DeAndre Swift at 105. So you didn't pay too much, and you got a good player. And the yeah, and the one uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, so it's one QB. As a matter of fact, I'll just I'll go ahead and look at the draft now and see who went off the board at one eleven. And this team was in desperate need of running back. Like, I bet. you drafted this team in the startup, right, Shane? So I'm sure it needed a lot of shit. <laughs> so this team desperately needed a running back, and um, you know, one oh five. I knew that I was going to have a choice basically between Swift and Akers probably because those and are that, and that's a hell of a problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was completely fine with taking whichever one fell. Yeah, if Akers was there and Swift was gone, sure, you were you would have been happy with yeah. that too. I would have. Akers yeah. is a hell of a running back for sure. I yeah, love so at the one eleven. Uh, a running back did go off the board. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. I, I feel like he's overrated, dude. I mean, yeah. all in all, in all, I like him. He's fine, but honestly, he's just been pushed up the board a little too much. Yeah, and, and I mean, he's the one eleven based off his landing spot. Because to me, and I've said this before I, on I don't, I don't know one of the podcasts we were on, he's a guy that I had in the back of the second round before he landed in Tampa Bay. Um, so it's really hard for me to to look at him and go, oh yeah, yeah, he's a one eleven. Where DeAndre Swift was a guy at this time last year we were looking at like well that's the 101 so they're not even comparable to me they're they're way they're way different types of players i was stoked to get deandre swift there um like i said i wasn't sure if he would be on the board but uh lucky for me someone drafted cd lamb at uh 104 yeah um, he's been I, going high sometimes i i love cd lamb but honestly I would not take him before those running backs that you're talking about. I would not. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think that the running backs are just guaranteed to get you points, and you and C.D. Lamb's a little bit iffy, so right. Yeah. And you shouldn't, you know, I don't advocate drafting for need, but this is one of those spots where it turned in. You know, it, this is one of those situations where the best player on the board and my need were, were the same. same. Sure, yeah, exactly yeah. the same. And then you know, I tried like to trade back in to get uh cam acres and stuff but uh, unfortunately i couldn't get back up in the draft so i ended up um yeah, you did fine bro yeah later in the draft though i did trade in because lynn bowden jr um who you know is a guy i really like um with that running back designation he was available in the third round so i think i gave i gave up a second rounder next year so that i can move up I would do that. right yeah, yeah, I would I think Lynn Bowden, you know, he's obviously, I don't think he's going to be a running back one. I don't think no, he's going to be a running back. With Army Knife, hopefully they use him a lot. At, you know, they yeah. get him on the field a lot, and then he gets those points. But, yeah, he's like LaVisca Chenault. You just don't know if he's going to get a ton of points on the regular. But especially in best ball, both of those guys, I want a ton of shares of them because when they do go off, it's going to be fucking huge. They're both yeah. so good. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's why I'm going to dictate how they contribute year one for sure. 
Yeah, so I definitely like limp out in there, and I was finally giving up the second because even thinking, look, next year's class, I know it's going to be a good class. It's not this class. No, limp out junior shouldn't have been falling to the third round. That's no, he's definitely a high second round pick next year <laughs> at the worst. All right, and I've had enough of giving away um, a free show, so I think we should just go bounce over to the patron episode and just talk about some more shit. Yes, sir. Um, let's do it. And then, uh, uh, like, we got a couple trades to talk about, which, you know. And if you don't know, um, the patron show, very similar to this in the sense that we might start discussing a trade, but it always veers off into some other <laughs> shit. I think that's our regular show as well. So that's what I'm saying, man. Like, you know, we, we talk about trades, but that shit always veers off into more of a discussion on the players themselves, yeah. situations, and then some strategy. Because we are just basically like a one stop shop now. Like we've moved <laughs> into the 90s with jumping on YouTube. Next week, yo, we might be live on the um the Nintendo Wii uh, Switch, Nintendo no, Switch, probably the Nintendo Switch, but yeah. Yeah, you know, like Switch is a little advanced for us. So I think it's more like a Wii. We might yeah, be on DirecTV. It's right in our wheelhouse, yeah. Build our way. And like, we're not going to do Periscope. We could do um, whatever was before Periscope. So we know. might be on MySpace next week, too. <laughs> MySpace. I'm going to take my shirt off and show my abs. That was what MySpace was all about. The the shots of people, like, what you know, the body shots. It was like a dating site or something. So in the meantime, right. what we're going to do is we're going to end up this show Let's tell everybody, go check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades Gate HQ. Give us a rate and review. We really appreciate it. Join our Patreon account. Thanks, everybody. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you guys next week, and say goodbye, everybody. Peace out. Goodbye, everybody.